every day brings us closer. Closer to the moment when the next generation of NFL stars learn their destiny. And franchises try to lay the foundation for the next dynasty. With the first pick. This is First Draft. Now alongside NFL Draft Insiders Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, here's Chris Brown. Well, this is it, guys. The draft is finally done. Mel, you've handed out 1A. Todd, you've handed out best picks. Mel, just now that you're back in Bristol, what is the overriding feeling coming out of Nashville of that draft? Unbelievable is the word. Uh, You have 600,000-plus in attendance over the three days. Uh, And the, the, the crowd for day three... Was had to be one hundred thousand plus in the streets of Nashville, uh, just remarkable. And I think the bar has been set so high for Las Vegas. Uh, it certainly exceeded everything else. We thought Philadelphia was really good. This was a good luck, Vegas. Philadelphia, yeah, exactly. This is unbelievable. That, that was that was as good. It was as like the NFL days. Coachella. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. <laughs> it, like, it felt like Times Square on New Year's Eve, and it really was a remarkable sight to see. And it wasn't really exaggerated by any of the views you saw on TV. No. What you saw was real. It was consistent from the they were they were started to to, to uh, storm into the and wait in line at eleven thirty in the morning on Thursday, and it was pouring rain with threat threats of lightning. Coming like I don't know, like eight or nine o'clock at night on the first <laughs> night, and nobody moved. Nobody moved. It was I. It was absolutely wild. It was overwhelming. Yeah. It was really overwhelming. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. You would have thought they were lined up to get tickets to a rock concert or a Super Bowl. It's called Coachella. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, Todd, I'm aware Todd, of that. Oh, okay, vaguely. <laughs> Todd, if this was NFL Coachella, does that make Mel Kiper Kanye West? No doubt. <laughs> I'm Beyonce. <laughs> hey, you won't believe what what Todd Todd's Todd. Adele. Hey, hey Chris, Adele. you won't believe what McShay did to me today. Oh, I got you. Him. You will not believe this. Well, I, I spit I, it out. I, I got him good. First time I've ever honestly looked at Mel and been like, oh, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad for what I did. I <laughs> you had multiple offenses that you should feel bad about over the years. No. Surprised you only feel bad for the first time. Yeah, this time I actually felt a little bit. Bad. All right, this, this he, had to he be was, really bad if he felt he, bad. So he hey, was Chris, he, he was, had to really do something bad. He was he was just trying to he was making a very good point about how the Raiders, you know, everyone's knocking them and, and kicking, yeah. hating them with right. the with the fourth overall pick with and, Cleveland and basically Farrell. kicking them when they were down. Right. I thought they kicked Gruden when they were down, and and after that, and I made the point too, and I agree with you, but they. They drafted really well at they rallied. Point on. Yeah, they rallied. But then he, you know, you know, sometimes you pull the string on Kipe and he gets going and he gets into his <laughs> thing and he starts staring. You know, he's giving the that the, the raven eye stare into the camera, and he's like, and they're gonna win. They're gonna win. We were talking about who's gonna win the division. He's like, they're gonna win. I was like, win what? He's like, you know, I'm just telling you, they're everyone's kicking them while they're down. They're gonna be better than you think. They're gonna win. And I was like, well, win what? And he's like, they're gonna win the division. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ain't what bold prediction Sproul gave yeah, you. One. You got one. Hey, hey. Yeah, don't don't worry about that, well, Mahomes. Let me guy. just say real quick here: the Chiefs yeah. are in a little or, disarray or the, or right the Chargers. now. Chargers. Hey, who knows what char- Chargers are? A little hit or miss. Listen, if you hit this one, then you owe me one. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, I'll, hey, as long as the, the, the happen if the Chiefs, if, if the Raiders are just a playoff team, is that good enough to suffice? 
It'll be a start. Hey, Chris, he won't even give me that. No, of course I won't. Yeah, I mean, if the Raiders are a playoff team, they might have to win. I think they have a shot to win. I think they're going to be. I mean, they have the quarterback. Now they have the running back, and running backs transition right away and have great rookie years. The line's going to be a lot better. They have all these weapons. They added 20 players in free agency. Good draft. I don't see any reason why a... A, so a now you're hu- doubling down wow. on it, huh? Hungry, yeah. hungry, motivated, well-coached, yes. disciplined, angry football team can't win this division? You are so hungry right now. You will, I mean, you're, you're out of your mind. I love it. All right. All right we'll see. This, we'll see. Basically, since this podcast is all about gambling, Todd, Mel's just saying hit the over on the Raiders. Exactly. That's basically what he's saying. Exactly. Okay. All right. Let's, let's jump into this a little bit, guys. Todd, I got to read your uh, best value picks for every team. Were you as effusive as Mel was about how well the Colts did? What, who is the best yeah, the draft Colts, class for you? Kuiper stole it from No, me. no, no, no. Hey, I had it. McShay stole right, it, and I enough. took it back. Enough. Okay. I thought – so here's the thing with, with Indianapolis. Chris Ballard, I thought, after last year, obviously, Quentin Nelson and in the first round, getting uh, Leonard in the second round – the the way he handled the, the draft last year was awesome. We knew that. But he was smart enough this year to realize we're picking at 26. And if we pick at 26, that's great. We'll get a good player. But we can get kind of the same player late, you know, somewhere in the second round. This draft was loaded in the second to fourth round range. So he moves back. He gets an extra second next year. And he winds up with a player in um, – Actually, it was Rocky Sin. Ben Banigou. Well, Rocky Sin, but then Ben Banigou was, was the next pick really from the trade. So to me, what he was able to do, I think the three second rounders and, and another third rounder, he just understood where the value was in this draft. And I think they made, they made that team better. And that team was really close last year. And I think Andrew Luck is, you know what? I'm, you want a bold prediction? They're going to win the AFC South. So both of you, you guys. Hey, you want a bolder so prediction, Chris? You this is what happens. One? You guys are jacked up on Rice Krispie Teats Take Five. We're jacked up Taz, on nothing, but we haven't Taz had a bite of eat, like Pepsi. literally not a bite no, of. No, no, no. That's what I'm day. saying. That's what I'm saying. You're bar- you're barely alive right now. You barely. haven't slept. Let me say this. I just ordered takeout, bar. and we have about 25 minutes until until it's ready to go. <laughs> hey, Chris, you want my <laughs> that bo- stuff? Better be hot, Chris. You want the boldest prediction? Even bolder than Oakland winning the division. I, I don't know, Mel. The Oak- Go ahead. Indianapolis Colts represent the AFC in the Super Bowl and made that prediction as well. See, he's always going to one up. But here's the thing. So, so, the, so basically, Kuiper's saying that the Colts are going to beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. Right. Basically. <laughs> all right. Since we both, since everybody's all he in lives. on the Colts, how about this? What is the most? Because I got a nominee uh, here. What's the most underrated draft class? Because there's a there's so many teams. They're so good at this. They're so good at extracting value. There's teams that are trading down left and right. Uh, teams that trade up, find a pick, and they trade back down. Who who's the most underrated draft class? I got my nominee. Can I go uh, first? I gotta hear. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> you're on. You're on. He knows turf. why he's doing that. Now, honestly, mm-hmm. it was almost like paying homage to to Ozzie Newsom. Move back. Yeah. Get an additional pick. Marquise Two, three, Brown, you know how much fours. I love Marquise Brown. I think he's the most yeah, explosive player guy. I've, I've ever evaluated in terms of quick to speed, play speed, the whole thing. Jalen Ferguson's a good pick in the third round. Miles Boykin is worth the, the gamble at 93 overall out of Notre Dame. Production, only one year. Quarterbacks sucked before 2018, and now he gets a, a quarterback and his production goes up. I'm not saying that's the whole deal, but 
With his size and speed and athleticism, it's worth a shot. Justice Hill is explosive at running back. Ben Powers, I think, can develop into a starter. Iman Marshall, not a huge fan of the pick. Dalen Mack uh, from Texas A&M in the fifth round. He will contribute. He fits yeah. what they're doing. Trace McSorley, we'll see how that plays out. I, I told you, I would draft that guy late and just bring him in and see what happens. So I, I, I think everyone's kind of, Ozzy's out, Eric DaCosta's in, everyone's kind of looking and saying, what's Baltimore going to do? I was impressed with, with what they did from top to bottom. The Aussie vibes are still uh, hovering around there. What do you got, Mel? Arizona. Most underrated draft. Oh, Arizona had a had a good draft. I don't know about underrated because I rated it pretty good. I don't know. I guess underrated means other people may not have. I don't know what other people did, but it's not just about Kyler Murray. It's about excitement on both sides of the ball. But created by Byron Murphy, created by Zach Allen, who's a, a kid who just wants to go out and produce. Uh, Deontay Thompson. You think about a center like Lamont Guillard in the sixth round. Uh, you know, Hakeem Butler, if he's more consistent catching the football in round four, the slot guy in Andy Isabella. I think they, they got a lot of good football players, the Arizona Cardinals did. Denver's another team, too. Yeah. They moved from 10 to 20. They managed that. Noah Fan, I thought, is one of the, you know, top 15 player and a, a matchup piece. And what was the stat? Joe Flacco, during his era at Baltimore, had eight tight ends drafted for him. And so we all know that he loves the tight end. That's his uh, security blanket. They move back to 20 and get Noah Fan at a good value. They get additional picks. They get another second-round pick. They use the an additional pick to move back up to go get Drew Locke after they take Dalton Reisner, an offensive lineman, at 41. So 20, 41, 42 all kind of managed properly in the trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers as they went up to get Devin Bush, which I didn't have a problem with. But I think Denver got a lot of value. You got a pick next year too, right? And by the way, by the way, Todd, if you if I had told you – that Daniel Jones and Drew Locke would be picked 36 spots I mean, away from each other. It, it's not, it, there's just no way you'd even, yeah. you could even Denver, fathom that. Denver gets also a third round pick in 2020 right. from Pittsburgh. So they get, so they get Fant, Reisner, and then move up, use, use some collateral to move up to go get Drew Locke, who I believe will be the starter in the future. I think, and, yeah. and here's the other part that's very important to understand. They actually considered Locke at 10. And at 20. But they organizationally came in with the concept of, you know what? We just brought in Flacco. We got a cheap deal. It's only going to be two or three years with him. Let's not bring in a first-round quarterback and and have like the narrative be, all right, every time Flacco messes up, it's time for Drew Locke. Right. You bring him in as the third pick. And the funny part was they take it 41, Reisner. And you know they had to have a deal in place to move up to 42. So it's almost just the optics of it that, all right, we took him as the third, the third player and at 42, not at 41. We didn't move up, you know, to, to get that guy, which they did, but they didn't do it without taking another player. We already got a tight end. We got an offensive lineman for Joe. Joe's our guy. We're all in, but here, here's the future. Here's a good backup. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, it's like you say it's it's Denver and John Elway. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl at the end of his career. For John Elway, it's Brock Osweiler, second round pick, didn't get it done. Paxton Lynch, first round pick, bust. Case Keenum instead of Josh Allen because you already rent the rookies and that didn't work. So we're going to pass on Josh Allen. We'll take go and bring the veteran in, proven in Case Keenum that didn't work. Now we're going to bring in a veteran. And we're also going to get the rookie, Gunslinger. So now they're going both ways. They're going for the veteran and the rookie. They've done it wrong going both directions. They're going to try to do it right 
at some point, figuring one of these two it were okay, and maybe both will. Flacco for the, for now, and maybe Locke for the future. We'll see. They're over up until this point, basically. Hey, you guys want to know the actual most underrated? Because I have it here in my back pocket. So, Todd. Of I'm going to educate these jack guys. Hey, uh, uh, Todd, the first wide, re- wide receiver, right? you know, first wide stuff receiver. going on in your life? Yeah, a little bit. First wide receiver in coming? this draft goes at number 25. I'm going to talk right through it. Okay. To, Mel's, to Mel's Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Second wide receiver in this draft goes 32 to Keel Henry. Mm-hmm. Keel Harry. So bottom line, I, I know you as a big fan of Hollywood would could have seen him gone a little bit higher. But the team who didn't pick in the first round that really needed a wide receiver got one for that 17th pick and a little bit more. So Odell Beckham was the 17th pick in this draft and a little bit more. And I get that he comes with a paycheck, but to, to think that now you got a situation with Landry, Odell Beckham, Njoku, you know, whatever else. They, I mean, the thought that the Cleveland really would have arguably wanted a wide receiver I mean, is there anybody in this draft Not this, even close. from a wide receiver draft class you, as good as Odell of. Beckham? Yep. It's apples, 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 oranges. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and then, by the way. And, and Chicago, by the way, as well, Khalil Mack, first-round yep. pick, second-round pick Anthony for Miller. Anthony Miller. Yeah. So yep. I, I don't know how you can do better than that. I, yeah, it's, I, it's usually utilizing the draft process. So yeah, you grade, right. which we did, Chris, yep. and you got no, you, you added you, it in. You That's grade on the draft process. People say, "How did yep. you give the Bears a B plus?" Right? They didn't you pick know? until seventy three yeah. overall. Yeah, Khalil Mack and Anthony Miller factor into this draft. So you're yeah. right. I think you have to look at beyond just who. I they mean, pick, honestly, they, that's an A. That's, it, it, that's it, damn it, close it, to an A. You know why? You know why I didn't give him an A? Because I'm not as high on David Montgomery as you are. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I like David Montgomery. I don't love him like you do. But if I told you, you you're going to get Khalil Mack, yeah. Anthony Miller, David Montgomery, and Riley Ridley with your first four picks, you want to go re- rethink that? No. Yeah. Okay. But and then that's just a fascinating part anything. of this process uh, is that what you do is you look at a player you. like yeah, no. <laughs> you look at a player like Nick Bosa and you say that's a 15 sack player. Mm-hmm. Well, Khalil Mack's already that guy. And Odell Beckham's already that superstar wide receiver. So, the, so knowing that you get that in right away, yeah, you got to have the cap room. You got to be able to figure it out. But there's superstars that are taken with some of these some of these picks, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. Yep. Mel, you had a chance to sleep on it, or maybe even sleep two oh, hours. Is there a draft that 24 hours later last night you were like, yeah, it's not too bad. It's a B, and now you're thinking, ah, it's worse than I thought. <sighs> It's a B, and now it's worse than I thought. It's, you know, it just these teams are good at this. There's not a lot of bad grades to throw out there. There's no more like old school Jags. Yeah, I think like, the Dallas on? Cowboys would be one. We have a B minus two because of Amari Cooper being factored in, and yeah. you say, okay, Amari Cooper, yeah, good player, but Tristan Hill, Todd called him Boomer Bust. He's talented. And he flashes. Yeah, you're betting on Rod Mar- Marinelli. Exactly, there. Connor no McGovern, doubt. center guard, Tony Pollard, versatile, but is he? What really is he? Yeah, and then Jamie late Pyle. round pick. So yeah, I think that's one. No safety till the six. No wide receiver. You factor Amari Cooper in, but they didn't add to that receiving core. A B minus. You know, maybe that was a C draft, but I gave him a B minus. It would have been one. Maybe you would have amended just a bit. I don't give grades, but one one draft that I wasn't very high on was Carolina's. Yeah, uh, Brian, I gave him, yeah, we gave him a lower grade. Brian Burns, I don't know what your grade. I, well, I, I, well, we didn't give any bad grades. I gave him a C plus. I was the lowest grade. It's like why even give grades? Them and uh, C plus because today? they got players. No, yeah. I, right. 
Whatever. The, the, the problem, it doesn't matter. Is Brian teams Burns. Are the, teams are reading their draft aids and getting all right, smarter. All right, all right, you don't like Brian Burns. No, I, I like Brian Burns. You like him. Are you going? You just said you like them. Uh, you're getting now. You're getting feisty. You're getting chippy. I get it. Can I make one just sentence? Listen to what you say. Just a Tom. free sentence. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Brian Burns, if used properly, I think can be a good player. I don't know that Carolina's going to use him properly. I think they're going to use him just as purely as an edge. All right. And I think Anthony Barr is a better example of how to use him. Greg Little is soft. Will Greer, I, how do you not take Ryan Finley or Jarrett Stidham? They thought pick? he was a better quarterback. Right. I, that's why I don't like their draft. Right. Uh, outside of that, like I'm. Christian Miller, good value. Four. That's right. good. Yeah. There's no one on this on this list where I feel like, wow, what a great value. So I would have you would have amended that to a D? Yeah. A D. I mean no. I'm you are not gonna bait me into anything. I it would have been, been, been time they say the Carolina. So it would have been a C because that would have been the worst, you know. Uh, the, you the lowest. Lowest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's we we debated that. I think that's fair. Okay. Kuiper, how how are you feeling about Green Bay one day later? You know, I don't understand the, the not drafting an offensive player. And I get you stay true to your board, and that's what they did. Uh, Jenkins will be a solid center, and, and Sternberger can catch the ball. Uh, I, I don't, and Dexter Williams, I liked as a sixth round pick, the running back out of nowhere, but, but most of the picks were defense. They've been going heavy defense over the years early. Um, no offense early, no wide receiver to place Randall Cobb. Gave him a C plus because, yeah, let's face it, Savage, I like. Jenkins, I like. You know, I think some of their late round picks have a chance. So, and Rashawn Gary, we know is a boomer bust, but I gave him a C plus for that reason. Yeah, maybe I should have given him a C. But the bottom line is, they they were a little bit head scratcher. I would have thought, and I would have bet this in Vegas if you had odds on <laughs> would one of their two first round picks be an offensive player, I'd have put some significant dollars on that. Thinking one of those two for after getting Amos and Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith in free agency, heavy defense, I would have bet not with with Randall Cobb gone, having a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that one of those two first round picks was going to be an offensive player, and it was not. So I'd have been looking for a loan from Todd McShay. Couple first round picks, guys. Yeah, where where in one case the team jumped up and got in front, but you felt like oh that hurt in that in that following draft room. Cincinnati really, really needed a linebacker. All we had heard was Devin Bush would not get past number 11 where the Bengals were drafting. So what happens? Pittsburgh, you know, the rivals. You guys had Mike Tomlin on the show yesterday. I mean, they're they're hyped for that guy. And then, again, the Denver Broncos drafting at 20, as Todd noted, they get Noah Fant. Green Bay sitting there at 21. They end up happening to – I don't know if I'd call it a reach. Darnell Savage is a good football player, but they say, all right, I guess we're going with our safety. Maybe they thought it was too rich for Hollywood. I don't know, but that looked like a case where you think, oh, no offense, they're going to get that offensive weapon. Jimmy Graham's not getting any younger. It doesn't happen. So what's your point? You don't, My you don't point like is it. I'm going to segue here, Todd. <laughs> okay. But I, See, it's just, it was just an today, isn't he, Chris? I, I mean. It's just an interesting case where – it looked like it was set up for them to get that offensive weapon, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're you're missing all the oh, fun man. stuff. Kuiper has has. <laughs> I like I brought my hold on, hold on one second. I'm going to literally unplug. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to walk over to the other side of the studio, and I'm going to move the, no, no, the no, microphone. No, no, you sure? I'll do it. I'm good. Push it in. All right. He has hit his glasses because you know. He you rocks. Know, you know how he rocks. He has yeah. hit his glasses like six times, six or seven times during this podcast. That's outstanding. Yeah, concussion here. Yes. What were we talking about? Uh, I was I was going to segue there because segue. Noah Fant Noah Fant goes at twenty, and I feel like if you just pulled out the theme of this draft, it seemed like it was just 
there was like 35 dudes who got drafted who are 6'5", between 240 and 255, and run between like 4'6", and 4'8". I mean, it is just – it's crazy how many good tight ends were drafted right up until Mr. Irrelevant, where I get that he's, you know, an inconsistent player, but you see the highlights and you're like, that guy's big, tall, and can run. I mean, Hawkinson was your number one rated tight end, Todd, but wasn't this kind of like the draft of tight ends? I feel like everybody got one. Well, it was tight ends, but it was also – some of these, a lot of these guys, and everyone wants to lump them into, okay, he's a tight end, technically. Right. A lot of these guys are the same player. Like the tight ends and wide receivers, the, the move tight ends and the big wide receivers, what's the difference? What's the difference between JJ Arcega Whiteside, who went to Philadelphia and is, yeah. you know, is going to be utilized in the slot at sometimes, definitely utilized for his ability in the, uh, in the red zone. Is I I think the best box out player and red in red zone type player. What's the difference between him and and you know like a Jay Sternberger? It's what twenty pounds an inch. It's just like there are so many big receivers. Miles Boykin, yes, he's he's leaner, but you can go down the line. I mean, there were eight or nine wide receivers who are big wide receivers who went in this year's draft, who you're basically using as a tight end. So I think. I think what we saw too was teams getting really nervous about how are we going to match up. Right. The safeties came screaming off the board. And the, was it the second or third round where it was just like DB, DB, yeah, DB? There was a load of them. Man. Yeah, I think it was the second round where it was just all these corners and safeties coming off the board because teams are like, how are we going to match up moving forward? And the one thing too is with, with you look at the, the, the league and what Todd says, and we talked about Chris with tight ends. They're not really tight ends. I talked to a GM about this. And he said, you know, we, we think we need a wide receiver so desperate. We have tight ends. Tight ends are like receivers that we, we flex them out. So you can't really always evaluate the team and say they don't have enough wide outs. They have tight end. They're tight end fortified. So, and if you want to call, I call them basically glorified wide receivers anyway. So that's what this league's become are these combo guys. We used to call them hybrids. You got hybrids now as, and I call them receiving entities is the word I use. Receiving entities. That's what some of these guys are. I was struck by it, though, because I had it circled that Tommy Sweeney in the 228th pick Todd goes loves him. to him. Buffalo Bills. And Todd, but Mel goes, he might, have, he might have some of the best hands in this entire draft. At 228, which I just wrote down, there's 30 of these guys. Yeah, Josh Allen there. is a flamethrower. Yeah. Okay, he's Randy Johnson. That's who I compared him to in baseball. Okay, so you gotta you got to have a guy who is able to adjust and be able to have great hand-eye coordination, and that's what Tommy Sweeney has. He may lumber a bit, but his hands are as good as anybody's Short in the draft. Short to intermediate, he's going he's yeah. to be there for you. He's going to block for you. and He's, he's, he's a throwback. He's, he's one of the highest character, football-loving dudes in this class. Yeah, in the 1970s and 80s, he probably would have been a second or third-round pick. How do you like to be in Buffalo, where you got Josh Allen and Tyree Jackson throwing 85-mile-an-hour screen passes? Got to have some hey, hands hey, out Hey, at least there. the backup... Is not much different than the start. So the receivers don't have to adjust to a guy who doesn't have much of an arm. So I'm not catching these lollipops and then getting a 100 mile an hour fastball thrown at me. No, you just got to put your hands in ice cold water after practice every day. Hey, let's let's run through the quarterback situations here real quick. Just give it, you know, kind of in terms of how how well. Oh, you're gonna love me on the touch screen. You you gotta watch the show tonight because you gotta watch the touch screen dynamo. I'm gonna call myself that the touch screen dynamo. Todd, is he trying to get into your? I've seen, I've no, seen Todd no, compared to no. some of the I, legends of Tux. I Tux hugged him. I hugged him for the first time in my life. Hugged <laughs> Mel Kiper. Sure last. I will. 
I don't know what got into me. <laughs> Tired. Uh, you're just falling. And it was like, you're the vet. I'm the, I'm, I'm the pup. But I've never been more proud of you in my life. He, it took this long, 12 years, 13 12 years. 12 years. I mean, I, I used to box him out and make sure, like, don't get your dirty, filthy hands off of that touchscreen. He, I didn't today, want to. Yeah. today he walked over and he worked it like Magic. a magician. No, that's some uh, heady come praise coming from Todd. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I've seen I've seen people talk about Todd like this guy should be on CNN on election night. You know, he's zooming in on uh, some county in North Dakota. Hey, and he's got a cold. Hey, yeah. hey, I give him credit when when he's up at the telestrator. What do, what do we call it? Touch screen. <laughs> When you're up at the touchscreen, Todd, I back <laughs> off. I'm five yards off the. I'm five yards away from the touchscreen when he's doing. I just let the master work his magic. But today, this touchscreen was different. Today, it was. It was, it was. Hey, Chris, you'd have loved it. it. All I had to do was touch the quarterback, move him up, and he jumped in. It's he a, just jumped into a spot. For, the, for those I, wondering, I mean, he like leaped they, into the spot. Todd, they kuiper proofed it. It's, oh the, my, dra- it's the draft. Oh my gosh, show. it was unbelievable. It's a two-hour special. By the time you hear this, it'll you probably the, be over. But, but they're running it. They're running it between now and did June. Did you see so. the, the Stanley Broad jumping those quarterbacks jumping into that touch? I, I mean, you had they it. were unbelievable. You had Chris, it, you got to watch you know, it. I'm you t- know uh, how they did it, Mel? They asked uh, Evan, my 17 month old, to come over from ESPN daycare across the street, and if he was able to do it, oh yeah, then they figured Mel would so, be able to do all it. All right. So the point of this was. <laughs> The point they, of this they, was is let's run through these quarterbacks. They asked say, us. Well, they asked us like this question. You ready? Long term yeah. success. Who's going to have the most long term success? And I said Drew Locke might in Denver because I just there's enough around him. You hate Joe Flacco. Okay, I I don't think Joe Flacco's a good quarterback. You're right. Um, after that, I went with Kyler Murray, winning. and then after that, I went with Super Bowl winning. Yes, Super Bowl winning. Who was the third? What stop? about Dwayne? Would you stop? Ryan Finley yes, had Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins yeah, was three. Thank Finley you. Get me back on track, Cincinnati. And then Finley. Finley was four. You had Stidham five. No, no. Haskins to Washington, three. Finley, four. Right. And then Stidham, five to the Patriots. Right. I just stay true to my board. And, and then you. Boom, boom, boom. So go ahead. So I how'd you, how'd Murray. Haskins, Theater of the mind, bud. Murray, Haskins. Yep. Right. Who was three? Locke. Yep. Jones. Then Greer. So Jones wasn't one. He wasn't the six. No, yeah, but that pick. was like that was that was like Lewis telling everybody I have a helo pad or what do you call it? Helo pad, helo pad. What do they call it for helicopters? Helipad. 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 Everybody helipad. 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 helipad and a helicopter. I don't. But Lewis was. Hey, you'd have loved it. We're getting on a plane today. Schefter hat. <laughs> Schefter. He says Lewis is telling him about. Him. We're going to hop around in my helicopter and my helo pad. Adam's like, Adam, yeah, Adam's, yeah, Chris, you'll love it. Adam says, you got a helicopter? <laughs> Lewis Riddick had convinced Schefter that I had a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Lewis Riddick is, is, like, is, is, is portraying me as He's something like, oh, I'm certainly not. But he convinced. You know how I, I got a canoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, got, I got a ca- kayak, kayak, not a canoe, sorry, not a canoe, canoe. kayak. Schefter's on the phone to Lee and Seth, and he's like, hey, Kiefer says he's yeah. got a chopper. I want a new deal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you just seen his face? It was priceless. You, you, you got a helicopter? <laughs> no. No, Adam, no. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I don't even know where we are, but let's This, let's, is, our, this is our famous After the Draft podcast yeah. where anything where goes. goes. off the rails. But here's the thing. Both of you obviously didn't mention the number six pick in the draft. Have you? Do you think any differently than you did on draft night? Where on this podcast last week, Kuiper, who's been Team Daniel Jones is not as bad as you think, saying I can't get my head around the idea that he goes at six. Now Dave Gettleman's out there working PR, saying two teams would have got him before we could get him at seventeen. Mel, do you feel any differently about that pick? 
I said all along that when we got closer, you, you can't lose him. And we talked about trading up. Is there a trade? Gruden drilled it into my head every year. You can't just trade up unless there's a partner. And the Redskins at 15 are a divisional rival. So if they really believe, they had to believe this, that Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback, okay, that they can't live without. Because if you're at 17 and you wait, you're saying, ah, if he's here, like the Drew Locke. They could have lived without Drew Locke because they could have lost Drew Locke. So if Drew Locke hits, it's not a genius move. It's just that other teams passed him and they got him. Just like when Russell Wilson fell to Seattle in the third. Give him credit for taking him. 31 other teams didn't, but it wasn't like they took him in the first round. So again, with, with this situation here, uh, you know, I don't know. I think, I just think Dave Gettleman felt like I cannot risk not having Daniel Jones part of this football team moving forward. And the only way I can guarantee that is take him at six. Seventeen would have been too risky. And if you, and I don't care if you like him, you don't like. Guess what? The more fans that hate him, the more chance he has to be successful. Okay. Remember when they drafted Ricky Williams over over Donovan McNabb? Uh, they wanted, uh, Donovan McNabb over Ricky Williams. They wanted Ricky Williams. Everybody's booing or whatever. Sometimes fans are wrong. Sometimes I remember Mike Quick when it was some Perry Tuttle. And they were disappointed that Tuttle was oh, traded for ahead. Uh, yeah, we go. we're going way back on that. So you got to be fifty and above to understand what I'm saying here. And that's not. I don't know. I don't know what we're dealing with, but uh, sometimes. But I always refer to the seventies. Hey, what can you do? What can you do? But to answer your question, Chris, I looking back on it, I don't have a problem with it. Hey, Todd, here's the follow up question: mm-hmm. Daniel Jones in 2019 starts. Head, Kuiper's going to file a workman's comp. Now, my IFB came out of my ear, and I went to get it. I hit my top of, you know, the top of your hand. I nailed oh, the top my. of my hand on this thing. This, I think this, I got a broken bone now. This podcast is perfectly this is, indicative gonna, of how I, I've suffered a lot of injuries on this podcast, let me tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, hey, Todd, yep. does Daniel Jones start a football game for the New York football giants in 2019. Yeah. I could probably post this in at one and a half in Vegas. I don't know where, where would you jump? Pro- I mean, probably just because of injury, but not it because is Eli. Of... He's made out of rubber. Yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, I don't know. The real answer that you're looking for is I don't think he's a good starting quarterback. I don't think. But you said he has he's... a chance to be a solid starting quarterback. Like, like an average start. Like I'm not taking solid. Okay. He's just got to put that on solid. tape, though. I, yeah, it's on tape. Put it I have it on tape saying solid. Okay. You said a- career average, back up to it, solid starting quarterback. Right, which, the range. which is what you take in the second, third round. Right, I don't, so if I don't a, hate the guy. If he was he's a, a great pick, young you man. It. He's intelligent. You don't hate him personally? He's tough. <laughs> he can run fast. That's awesome. I just think he's slow processing. Slow moving okay. in the pocket, slow delivering, and like You're in three. Right. Or four, I'm not going to hassle hey, you no, on it. No, because you know what? The Kuiper more I hassle, wins round one. Kuiper no, wins I would, round hey, one. I just say, hey, and I told you, I said I don't know what kind of quarterback. We none, none of us know what kind of quarterback these guys are going to be. I just said he was going in the first round, and and and, I, and the Giants were viable. That's all I said, and I convinced you. And you got to give me credit for this. We well, give me credit for nothing. Except banging my glasses. You just said how you're good at the touchscreen. That's it. I'm talking about players. Players, not goofy things like that. You know, uh, I'm talking about things that matter with the player evaluations. I told him he was going to get. He was going to despite me again. First time I said you were vindictive and spiteful. Yes, and you are, and you admittedly are. No question. No question. You were going to listen to this, Chris. Listen, listen, our listeners. I hope they understand what I deal with. He was going to keep Daniel Jones out of his first round mock, his final one. Just because, which by the way, I got, I, I got nine right. He got seven. But go ahead. I got eight, by the way. 
Okay, then eight. I got you got five. nine. I got eight. Okay, I, got, I think I had the same in the first round as you did. But twenty-five. Okay, take your victory and do a lap. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. The bottom line is, I told him to put him in there, Todd. Don't. If, hey, if you'd have listened to me, would have been you'd have been in trouble because you'd have Jones in the second round. Yep. He's Todd's right. Jones. So, Twenty-four. No, I, we would have been even. Yep. I saved you. Okay, Thank you, sir. I saved you from a push with Thank me. You, Kuiper. Okay. So there you go. He was going to put him in the second. He wouldn't put him in the second. He was not going to put him in the first round. Right. And you know you weren't. You're right. You know you weren't. You're right. I said, put him in the daggone first round, Todd, please. And I was so close. You have no idea. And I was finally, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. And then we are going to get to a stack of tweets, mailbag, galore. Oh, there's a Gardner Minshew question in here. I'm stoked. <laughs> oh, yeah. After the break. Guys, we got a pile of mail here. Let's just let's just get this one right out. Let's just back this sucker right out. Car wash it. Done. Gardner Minshew. 178 wasn't mentioned. This guy asks if he's the steal of the draft. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go that far. It's your boy, Chris. Why don't you wax poetic? Yeah, it's all you. I, I have 10 seconds. Career backup seems like a good spot for him. Anything else I'm missing? No, nope. no, perfect. Love the stash. All right. This is interesting. Todd, you can answer this one. Just get us started here because we're seeing this more and more. You guys see your phones light up. The second the draft ends now, we see – I mean, almost instantly, a ton of these undrafted free agent deals. It seems like the process is speeding up. Talk to some agents. They're working on these deals, sixth, seventh round early on. Is it better to be drafted round five on or be an undrafted free agent? Todd, can you explain this a little bit? Undrafted free agent, because you can choose. I mean, five, maybe five I, I would want to be drafted, but six, seven, definitely seven. If I'm a quarterback specifically, I would I would want to be if I if I get to six, I'd rather be able to to make my own decision because you're going to have four or five maybe seven teams calling your agent, and then you get to make the decision. And uh, Philip Lindsay, good example yep. last year, right? Mm-hmm. Winds up in Denver, saw the situation, and becomes a, an absolute stud. And maybe somewhere else he doesn't, and maybe he doesn't get the opportunity if he's drafted by one of the other 31 teams in the league in the seventh round. It, Pick 245, you know? How about this one? Oh, An annual favorite, Travis at Trav Purdue 19 goes, most off the radar pick. I'll, I'll add a little context. Who's your, who's like your Mike Mitchell in round two where you're like, whoa, uh, <laughs> I, I barely wrote this guy up. Who was, who was the one that was, was pretty off the radar? I don't, I don't think you see these as much anymore. Belichick used to do this for fun, take a safety like Tavon Wilson I, didn't see two, Quincy, I don't know. I didn't see Quentin Williams' brother, Quincy Williams, in the third that early, round. That was early. I thought no. sixth round, maybe that, fifth yeah, round. I had him late. I think I had him rated as a fifth rounder. I also I didn't did. have anything on him until about like three, yeah. four weeks Phenomenal ago. Phenomenal workout. Yeah. Good, very good year. I happened to see Murray State, and it, it was like he's flying around the field, getting after the quarterback, making big plays, and then the test the way he did, and to have that versatility and have the ability to help out on special teams. Teams, uh, you know, to be the 98th pick, third round draft choice. And when, like I said, I thought he was a five. Uh, you know, most thought he was probably a late round run drafted free agent. I know Mort had said he had talked to teams, Chris Mortensen did, that he's getting drafted. But the third round was a surprise. EJ Speed. Right. The Colts. Yeah. 164, 164 overall in the fifth round. Yep. That, but you know what? I, I, I just, I didn't do his tape. I mean, I had him on our list and it was fine, but I did not do his tape. I'm not gonna, you got to spend more another, time at Tarleton State. There was one more player, too, where our producer was like, hey, you want this guy? And I was like, absolutely not. Was it Drew Forbes from Southeast yes. Missouri State? Yes. And the player after him, Browns. I was like, yes, can I take him? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, let's look into this mailbag a little bit more, guys. Um, who is a day three pick, Mel? I know these are hard on the spot, but Rusty Gad asks, is there a day three pick you see who could be an immediate impact next season? And let's get rid of uh, special teams players out of Utah as possible entrance. Yeah. Tampa Bay, you did it again. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, to look at this, and I just think David Edwards in the fifth round to the Rams, if he can be healthy, he was not healthy last year, and people knocked him for that. He played hurt. He wasn't 100%. Right. And I think he's the kind of guy, he's developed at, at offensive line for him, position change, tight end and all that, quarterback in high school. I think he needed another year, but I think he certainly put, could be. I think Trevon Wesco to the Jets is a guy who impressed me at West Virginia. Catching the ball, he'll block. I think he'll be a nice fourth-round pick, yeah, day three pick. one of the best blockers in the yeah, tight end For Sam Darnold. I think, I think that's a nice addition for the Jets. I think McShay on the broadcast when Wesco went said that there was a, a stack of teams later that pro- were probably pounding well, the table because they would have taken him. Yep. I think I said, yeah. I bet Deontay and, Thompson in the, in the fifth round to the uh, safety out of Tra- Alabama. Travion Tra- Williams to Cincinnati in the uh, the running back out of Texas A&M in the sixth round. You had a pretty high grade on him, I had, a, I had a late third, early fourth how on him. You, the, how could you have a third round grade on a guy who goes in the sixth round? How can you do that? How can you be that inaccurate? I don't know, Mel. I'm just kidding. You know that. That's what they say about me with Gerald Willis. I can... What about a Mac Wilson? A guy like that, mm, pretty I, good kinda, pedigree. He had, he, had, he had a lot of medical and, and some other stuff. And he's still drafted. He's got, I like he it when come, Todd he says comes with some, some other stuff real yeah. quiet. He comes with and they stuff. need him. That's a, for Cleveland. They will need him. And that's I think that was a you know good p- fifth round pick for them. And uh, you know one of the favorite players. You know we love the all name Sione Takataki. Taki Taki. Yeah. Man, I love it when Todd does that. He's like, you know, he's a pretty good player, but there's an injury. He's got some stuff. He's got Todd's some got stuff. a Todd's got a file on him. Yeah, I do have All some right, guys. Stuff. Here's a here's a fair question. Charles Wilhelm asks in a draft that was so deep at wide receiver talent. Any reason why you think the Jets didn't get another weapon for Darnold? No, I think you brought that up uh, during your grades. But. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they you know when you talk about getting a weapon, I think that's where for for Sam Darnold, Westco. Uh, you know, was a weapon brought in, but he was mm-hmm. brought in the fourth round. He's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. H back can do anything. Uh, no wide receiver, but they did help the offensive line with Chuma Adoga, right tackle guard. Uh, and certainly, like I said before, Wesco is going to be a factor. So Adoga is one of the most talented players in this draft, and he's one of the laziest players in this draft. He'll get after Chicago. you when he's motivated. Uh-huh. He'll get after you. Okay. Yeah. When's he motivated? Every third play? He was motivated senior bowl week. High polite accountability issues. You know the interviews were a nightmare. He he can rush off the edge, but he's not special. I, I know they didn't have a second. I love Quinnen Williams with the first pick, but I f- I felt like the Jets. If I'm a Jets fan today, I'm not fired up about this draft outside of Quinnen. Well, that's They're, a they could. That, you know, that wasn't, I, 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 it wasn't a given then that they would take Quinnen Williams. Quinnen had and, other and options. Wesco. You don't give him credit for that. Yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah, I just that's, said that's huge. I, I give him arguably a lot the credit. best player in the draft. They I, get a three. I agree. I agree. Without moving. But I'm saying they didn't move. They down. could have done better than Jakai in the third. They could have done better than Jakai in the third. Jakai was projected as a first not that long ago. Okay, we'll see what happens. Right. You know, uh, you got to say though, Todd on the Jets. Get him to practice. Absolutely, absolutely right. But they have Quinn and Williams. The other thing is, Sam Darnold ain't turning 22 for three more months. I mean, he's younger than oh, some man. of the quarterbacks yeah. this draft. Had a great, had a great December. So that's just one of those things. I love Sam. So yeah, and there's so many, so I'm many. Just saying, I. I You'd like to see a little bit better, I think. But we'll see. I hear you. Who knows? 
there's a pile of them. A bunch have been said. There's some here and then others. But the consistent question out of New England is Jared Stidham. You know, is he just an upgrade at backup or is this guy a future starter? Mel, what do you think? I think he could be a future starter. He obviously has to work through some things. He seemed to rush you know, everything this year. He didn't seem comfortable. He made throws that were inaccurate. He made bad decisions. It just didn't seem like it was his year. And you can say the system, the drop passes, whatever it was. He never got in a rhythm. And I think they can fix that. We know he has the arm. He can spin it like no other. We, he's the second highest rated dual threat quarterback coming out of high school to Kyler Murray out of the high school ranks in Texas not that long ago. He had a high grade. Everybody loved him. And he looked at Baylor. He looked like he was going to be a future star. Goes to Auburn. And, you know, he's kind of a little hit or miss, a little inconsistent. But, no, I think they that could be potentially the Jimmy Garoppolo heir apparent to Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think he's got the talent, and I think it's such a good place to go. He's going to learn how to play the position after Baylor, Auburn, some offenses that don't translate to the NFL. He's going to get his handed to him by Tom Brady, work-wise. Like he's going to, every day is going to be like your worst day of school. But he's, <laughs> but he, that's how he's going to learn. And he's either going to make the grade or he's not. And if he does, then they got their guy. If not, then they'll draft another guy in the second to fourth round again next year and go from there. Guys, let's wrap it up here pretty quick. Uh, Todd, my prediction, are you going to have the brass to put Jalen Hurts as your 1-1 in your mock draft on Wednesday for 2020? Because you got to stick with the trend line. No chance. <laughs> two, two, two is one, so we'll, we'll start at two. Mel, is your big board for next week for 2020 ready? It's getting there. Yeah, I got a host of players. Like, like got seven, I got 75 players that I'm considering for the top 25 big Gosh. board. Can we just go coming out? That's what he's doing, stuff. Todd, on no, day three. He's doodling his yeah. mark, he's doodling I, I, his mark for next week. Uh, Who do you think sits next to him? I asked him. I said, where you have, we're going to have Grant Delpit, safety yeah. from LSU. I've already, really uh, high. I've already gone that really route, right, Chris. Yep. Top ten. He's easily. on it. When's that mock coming out? Let's give a little pump Thursday. to the mock. Thursday, ESPN.com. Go get it. Thursday, what time? Uh, it'll be Early. on Wednesday night, and I will be on Sports Center. Get up. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. It'll be up. What? What? I don't know. Sprout, you tell me. You're the You run.com. Ish. It'll be up early. It'll here, be up early. Here, I'll give everybody in our listening audience a little traditional Todd McShay. Here's yep. here's here's what he does every year. After the draft, he'll drive home tomorrow, have dinner with the family. But his big day is Wednesday, where he goes out on a golf course. Mm-hmm. And he, he has a, a, a thirty six holes or eighteen. Uh, 18, and then Let's get those blisters going. 19. All right, he's out there. 19 he's out there with all his high school friends and playing golf. And he's while he's out there on the golf course, I'm kind of texting him with some potential uh first rounders for the mock draft and then he comes up. then he figures it out on Wednesday night late and then on first thing Thursday morning all of us can really just go through that mock first round and get educated on who's available next year and then so basically well, I actually do it Tuesday I just don't tell Mel about it because it's one one less day that I have to deal with him <laughs> then I go golf Wednesday then okay. I wake up not feeling awesome Thursday and go do TV <laughs> then I wake up Friday and get the, you know I've Spend time with my family, and then Saturday I'll call into the Darian Mel show yep. on ESPN Traditional Radio. Call. Nine to noon, I will call in at some point when they're not expecting it. Screw the whole schedule. Don't up. oversleep it. But I, it's you the, got till you noon know, now. Until noon. I, I'm not 24 years old anymore, <laughs> okay, bud. Okay. Yeah. I've got two. My derby ones. day, and, and I'll run give for the roses. I, and I will give you my derby pick. I can't wait. You know, Felika's calling in with his derby pick too. Mine will be better. I already told Felika. The bear. Mine. 
the makes bear. his appearance on the Darian Mel show. Guess who else is calling in? We got a, we got a great nine to, hey nine to noon Saturday guys star studded show. McShay Todd 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 leads the way. Right, we got Stephen A. Smith calling in. Oh yeah, oh, Stephen boy. A.'s calling in. What's he calling in for? He loves Just the to show. Yell at Mel. I told yeah. him I said you got to make your yearly appearance. Jim Nagy. Formerly of Scouts Inc. Worked with Todd McShay yeah. way back in the day. I just hit my hand again. Senior Bowl uh, You're literally going to injure and, yourself. And then we're all, who was the fourth one I just said? For, oh, the bear. The bear. The bear's yeah. calling. That's four big time guests on the Darian Mel Show Saturday as we review Nine the draft. Nine to noon Eastern time. Nine to noon Eastern. Radio. ESPN Radio. <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. The difference between McShay's pick and Felika's pick is Felika's probably making like 15 thou on his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude's a maestro. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying, Sprout? <laughs> uh, I'm on, saying I on a couple of them. I'm saying, and I don't care. Well, the Derby's a, public a joke, form. man. Felica knows versus, the ponies. Come on, yeah, it's no chance. You know what we guys? You know what we have not done yet today? What six twenty Eastern time? Right? Is it six twenty? Six nineteen. I left the candy. Eastern I left the candy. We have not had. We had to have zero to eat. I haven't zero. had. I've had a peanut. Nothing. A crunch bar. Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. Nothing. Banana. Strawberry? Do you think anyone Nothing. cares? No. Not at all. No pity party. But no. Well, guys, hey, thanks for listening, no. everyone. It's been a fun year. <laughs> hey, by the way, Chris, congratulations. Congratulations, bro. Chris is waiting for baby number two to arrive tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. So, uh, the big day for the Sproul family. Brooke is... Where's Brooke right Brooke's now? Brooke's doing all the work. What is Brooke and doing Sprouse, right now? Like Sprouse blowing his nose with this little cold. Brooke having her pregame meal? <laughs> allergies or whatever. What is, what is Brooke's pregame meal? <laughs> She's upstairs training Evan on a telestrator. <laughs> Evan's ready to have a brother or sister tomorrow. Oh, Evan's wild. Uh, guys, it's been fun. Uh, get some calories in you. Um, <laughs> but that's first draft for this year, I guess. We're not going to do special. This, See the, you in if January. You, if, if you want good audio, just hit up hit up Mel Kuyper on Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. But that's oh, it. 9 to noon, ESPN Radio. ESPN.com. <laughs> See you guys. See you, Chris. Thanks for listening to First Draft. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.